Hello and welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth. This is Season 6, Episode 2, Grateful Cry, with Ashley Flynn. Ashley is the leader of a band of female musicians over 40 who are paying a musical homage to Rosie the Riveter, whose brand inspired a social movement for women in America. She recently got a grant from the Regional Arts and Cultural Council in Portland, Oregon, which you'll hear her reference as RAC, to record a new album with them. I spoke to Ashley about some of the defining moments of her career and what her vision is for this next phase with the band. Please enjoy, Ashley. My name is Ashley Flynn. I am a songwriter and I'm the leader of a band called The Riveters, which is a musical homage to Rosie the Riveter, would be described as Americana or Roots. All highly talented female musicians who are over 40 and some of whom identify as queer and non-binary. We essentially were a band that started up in late 2018. And in 2019, we were able to start touring and independently got ourselves onto the roster of some pretty cool festivals. And then we got shut down by COVID like everybody. So we we haven't had as much face time, I guess, with the world as yet. Because I feel like our proudest band moments are yet to come. I have been a troubadour for the better part of two decades and I've been really lucky as an independent artist. I've been able to tour the world essentially, well, at least Europe and the United States with many of my troubadour heroes, including back in the day, Nancy Griffith, may she rest in peace, and Todd Snyder and the Wood Brothers. And Nancy Griffith is a songwriter, worked with the likes of John Prine, She toured with the Indigo Girls to support queer rights, especially here in Oregon. She's from Texas and lived in Nashville. And the first big break or opportunity that I had, she invited me to do a West Coast tour with her. And we were playing in Reno, Nevada at Johnny Oscawaga's Nugget. I think that's what you call it. It was one of... um, Frank Sinatra's, I think maybe Frank Sinatra's rooms, the red velvet curtains and everything. And I went out there and I played my set and her fans were so kind. Um, And I was young and green and just in awe of the fact that I was there. And she went out to start her set. And the first thing she said was something like, give it up for Ashley Flynn. She makes me so proud. She reminds me of my younger self. And she represents the next generation of true songwriters in America. I was on the side of the stage with Phil Kaufman, otherwise known as the Road Mangler. And I just broke down into tears. And he was like, hey, kid, you'd think she would shut up and sing instead of talking about you. And I just went back into the rafters and had a good, grateful cry. (laughs) Another one of my proudest moments, I was invited to go play with the Wood Brothers out in, um, I think we were at Spokane in another beautiful room, much like the Nugget. And 
I had done my set and it was so fun and their crowd was just lovely to us. And Oliver Wood said, we we like to send this next song out to one of our heroes. This one's for you, Ashley. And I was like sitting there with my drummer, like, oh my gosh, did he just say that? Yeah, so those are two um, moments that were like, okay, you're taking the right path. It might be long and winding, but that was an incredible sense of acknowledgement for which I was stunned and extremely grateful because I am so inspired by the work of the Wood Brothers. Doing this work, it's not an easy field, especially as a woman. And back in the day, like a decade before now, when I was really trying to stick my nose in it, it really wasn't easy. It's gotten better, I think, in terms of the awareness that there is this glass ceiling in the music industry and that it's pretty misogynistic, and you know, because women are expected to sling tits and ass, and that is markedly what we do not do, although my members, I think, are beautiful, the Riveters, but what we're doing is we are assembling songs and performing them for the people and it, we dress in black so as to make our physical appearance less a part of the performance. I mean, we love to dance and we have a jolly old time, but it's not about, you know, slinging body parts for hungry eyes. And recently just became struck by the reality that there aren't very many all-female roots Americana bands so that it's an amalgam of, you know, like blues and country and bluegrass. And so I kind of got a bee in my bonnet that I wanted to assemble an all-female band that could deliver American roots music. And so that's what we did. It was inspired in part by meeting Nancy Luca, who I encountered in Los Angeles. And I saw her, she had a, an all-female rock and roll band that they did primarily cover songs, but they were just so good and talked to her about playing together. And that was back in 2016 or 17. And, and then in 2017, you know, I shared some songs with her and she really brought a fresh approach to playing them, which kind of got me out of my troubadour folky approach to delivering songs. So it just sort of organically developed from there. And now we've got a band of up to eight incredibly talented female musicians. And we are on the cusp of making our second record. And the difference this time is that we have both a female engineer and we have a female producer because those at this point are the two woefully underrepresented seats in which a female might sit. So just more specifically in this genre, I would say that the numbers of female musicians sitting in the driver's seat are even less, although that is changing like literally in the last year much more recognition of female, queer, and BIPOC artists in the Americana realm, which is amazing. But nonetheless, if you look at the stats, there are, I think, only 13% of songwriters are women. This is according to a USC Annenberg study. They use the Billboard Hot 100 
which is a music chart. And on that chart, only 20% of the artists were women, only 13% of the songwriters were women, and only 2% of uh, the producers were women. And this is in the past 10 years. I found that to be alarming. And in the spirit of Rosie the Riveter and my band, the Riveters, we wanted to shore up the mission and have female in both the producer seat and the engineer seat. The queer producer is our guitar player, Nancy Luca. She's from Los Angeles, grew up in Florida, played with Bo Diddley, was educated by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, guitar player Mike Campbell, and I met her as I was playing music up and down the West Coast and was super inspired by her playing. And she is a, a studio sound engineer. We started the band together and then wanted to be a little bit more true to the mission and put her in the producer's seat. And that's what we're doing. And that's what Rack funded. Rack is such a unique asset that we have helping the community to curate art that might otherwise not uh, have a platform. So I, I think it's incredibly important. Uh, I am so grateful, not only for myself, but also for all of the discoveries that I've made by seeing the other artists who are funded across all of the different media. And it's an attempt to sort of level the playing field. You know, some artists might have a lot more investment because maybe they grew up close to capital. So the mission of Rack and the work that they do is so tangible and I'm super grateful and it should be a no-brainer to support. I think that Portland is pretty progressive. Um, there are more female engineers here, at least that I've been able to find over the last few months. And I've encountered more female sound engineers, which is great. I'd say that, you know, but nevertheless, I don't think there is another all-female original Americana band in Portland. I could be wrong, but none that I've encountered. And I don't think there are any all-female plus queer Americana bands in the Portland area. One cool thing that we have going on is we are working with our friend Louie Longmire, who owns the Laurel Thirst, although originally it was owned by two gay men. They never advertised it as a gay bar, per se. They just wanted it to be, you know, like a local for the neighborhood. And it evolved into one of the, you know, mainstay in the local roots Americana scene here in Portland. When Louis bought it, he and his partners have been on a mission to diversify the types of acts that they get in there. They have a, a built-in music-loving crowd. And it's, you know, it's our job to win them over. And so... We've been doing a monthly residency there every third Friday. When we play, we get the old timers who have been frequenting the Laurel Thirst for years. And then all of a sudden you get a bunch of queer folks coming in and just a different mixing of diversity of people. 
it's just been stellar to to be helping him to accomplish his goal of diversifying the roster of acts that they have at the Laurel Thirst. One of my favorite experiences continuously is that when we go out and play, you know, a fair or a festival that's family friendly, so often we get a couple of little girls just kind of standing at the front of the stage with this sort of quizzical, like, okay, I am looking at all women here. I think it's a fresh take for these little kids. And that has been, I think, what we contribute is setting an example that women can rock just as hard as men in the world of, of roots music. And I just, you know, saw some lights going off in the heads of little girls, like, wow, check this out. <laughs> this is all women and they are totally shredding. You know, we're more of an older crowd indie band. And so to get that next generation or maybe even two generations, it's really fulfilling. This episode was sponsored by Oregon Humanities and the Oregon Community Foundation. Thank you so much for your support. It was written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Callie Day. And the music for this episode is by Airfolks. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, send us a note, futureprairie.com, on social media, at futureprairie.